Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I am Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're just going to answer some questions. We're calling it Facebook Friday. These are some questions we've seen in certain Facebook groups. We're going to give you our thoughts on them. Before we do that, though, real quick, let's talk about the land flipping blueprint and the Casual Fridays REI live event coming February 29th. So we've got a great deal going out. First, we've got the live event coming. It's going to be a fun day at Top Golf. We're going to be having uh, Project One, which is a big surprise to everyone. Not a sale. Don't worry. Just come enjoy it. Do some learning. We're going to go over picking and pricing accounting. We're going to go marketing. We're going to have breakout sessions, networking. We're going to have a big social party at the end where we do Top Golf. And right now, if you buy a ticket to the course, we're also offering fifty percent off on the land flipping blueprint. Get them both. Get out there. Go through our entire course, learn everything, come hang out with us for the day. It's going to be a good time. Hope to see everybody there. Just go to the website, casualfridaysrei.com forward slash live event. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's the end of the week. It is. So our, our Instagram followers are going to see that little take I took of you doing that. It's a boomerang. So I got this robot look for you. Nobody it, knows what you're doing. Yep. I'm moving my arms like a robot <laughs> right now. So you can't see that in Podcastville. But if you were watching our stories when we shot this last Friday... You would see it. Well, I, I get animated when I do our intros. I, I move my hands around, you gotta move my ex- voice, you voice up, down, sideways. And the rest of the time, you're so robotic. Hi. I'm I would Adam. say I'm robotic. I'm Adam. Mm, not robotic. I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So people are going to see what you look like in action in a boomerang style on our stories. All right. They saw it last week, they in did. case they didn't know. Yeah, because we shot this on Friday. Seven days ago, they're gonna seven days from today, they're gonna hear it. Oh, but it's on right now. It's on right now. Okay, get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, because Facebook Friday. It is Facebook Friday. Man, I love Facebook and I love Instagram. Oh, uh, okay. But everybody's an expert on there. Everybody has an opinion. Well, that's in some. That, well, go ahead. That's the positive, negative of social media. Yes, everyone has a free voice. They do. A lot of the times, it's mostly negative people, the trolls. Yes. Right. But the point is, it's a a free space for anyone to share their opinions, right or wrong, indifferent. Yeah. And and my thought is that it's, I'm not calling anybody out by name, and I'm not trying to be negative here. Well, let's stay very vague then. (laughs) Yes. So sometimes people answer questions with the knowledge they have that doesn't particularly mean it carries over industry-wide. Meaning... Sometimes when you look at certain documents in certain states, they have different requirements in other states. So to say one thing is set for the state, and but don't answer that. Yeah, in that state you have this. They're just like, yep, that's all you need. You know, if like Arizona, affidavit of property value. It's called something else in another state, and some states don't have it. You know, so just say, oh, yep, you got to do it. Anytime you close is a false statement. Okay. So I'll, I know I, I said vague. Then, okay, now let's let's okay, see. So can, I, we, I, can we can we narrow in? Do we have a specific question? We do. Okay, we do. So I thought we did. Yep. So, deed, husband is on it by himself. He has been married. He's still married. When selling it, does his wife need to sign? Mm-hmm. You're looking at me for an answer. 
Yeah, it depends on the state. It depends on the state. That's that's the correct answer. Not to say, no, they're not on the deed. They don't have to sign because that is wrong. And we know that because... I would have had a killer deal. It would have a killer deal in <laughs> yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. And Oklahoma, I ran through title on the second side. I didn't have a new wife sign. Uh, old wife had passed away, joint tenants, right of survivorship, went to the husband. He got remarried. She was not on the deed, deeding it to him, and they made her sign in Oklahoma. So there is, it's a state-by-state thing. So you you have to understand that. So when you see something like that, my concern is somebody sees a blanket answer and they get the wrong advice. Could you have still conveyed the property and it, because they were self-closing, not using title? Yes. Would it put a cloud on the title for later? Yes. It's going to need to be cleaned up later. Yeah. On the flip side of what we're saying though is, I don't really know how to say this because like, the person answering just didn't, just didn't know better. Mm-hmm. But then, how does that? That doesn't uh, mean that like they shouldn't at least give their opinion. Maybe I, I don't know what I'm. You know, it's like don't be quiet if you don't know. But you know, maybe ask the questions or ask some pointed questions or hey, have you tried this in Google or you know, look yeah. up the link. Maybe just not because I don't want people to shy away from giving their answers and helping out. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you think what you know is the hundred percent correct, if like if that's what you think, then you mm-hmm. should share it. But maybe throw in like a hey, well, this is what I think or, mm-hmm. or something, you know, because even us, I sometimes I uh, worry about what I'm going to put out on Facebook. You know, I feel like I know a lot, mm-hmm. definitely do know. I feel like, you know, we've done this a while. We've been in different states. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get things wrong and tell, tell bad advice. That's why if I'm not 100% sure, I Google. <laughs> yeah, well, it's and, like, and where'd, I, you, where'd you find that out on the Internet? <laughs> yeah, no, and I, typically I'll find like a blog for an attorney that works in that state. And then I'll use that as like, you know, I, hey, this is what I've done or I do. And here's a, another form to provide that information for you. Yeah. I think if you haven't worked in a certain state or, or maybe if you haven't, don't have experience in it, maybe you shouldn't answer it. But I definitely want to see people getting the answers to their questions. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something else. We saw something else on Facebook too, right? Yeah. It was the, what's the right amount of split for private money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know this is, a, this is one for you. Ugh. <laughs> this is, a, actually, I'm going to go back on this question too, kind of because... Someone had posted out, you know, what's the right split for private money? People have such a wide range of thought on this question. Mm-hmm. And I see it from both sides mm-hmm. because to give up 50%, mm-hmm. because the common, the common split's 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. For someone to give up 50% seems like a lot of money when you went out and did all the work. Mm-hmm. But when you're the money guy, mm-hmm. you're taking all the risk. Mm-hmm. So I see that side too. It's definitely both sided. So... Let's talk about ease of use and transactional use. So if you could find cheaper money as a as the land, the, I'll call it the investor and private money person. So as the investor, or if that situation would turn to a manager, but the investor, if you can find cheaper money than 50% of the profit and you have the money to pay the carry cost, as a business person, you should go find cheaper money. If you could go to a bank and say, hey, this property is 200 grand, I want to get a note on it, and they'll loan you two hundred grand on it, and you know it's worth four hundred thousand dollars. Great, you know you should do that. If it's a ten thousand dollar piece of property, and you can go get a signature loan at seven to ten percent, you could do that if you could afford the payments. But all the risk is on you now. If that property doesn't perform, or it doesn't do what you thought it was going to do, you could potentially hold it for too long, and you eat up all your profit. Yeah, and that's why if you have an investor who has cash, mm-hmm. it's more than worth it to have them take the risk. And, well, they and, do uh, take the yeah. risk, you know, and that's a, and so the, the fallacy is, well, maybe they should only get, you know, 25% of the deal or 30% of the deal. If you have an investor that'll take that risk for you, 
been great. You know, I I can I can say that I've probably funded quite a few deals. I mean, I know what I've funded, and out of that, I have four that stick out of my head that didn't perform quite like we thought they were going to. I have one package that's still here. I have another one. After the whole, it was a five property package. After everything's said and done, I think it it made twenty percent or twenty five percent, but it took fourteen months or fifteen months to clear all the way out there. That money's not working for me, and we had to, we hit a couple good right off the bat that made pretty well. And so now it's just trying to collect the rest of it. Uh, we had one that the GIS map moved, and after everything was said and done, it made twenty percent. So in that case, I, that money was a year too that was out there. So those are situations that I have all the risk on that. If that was say it would have moved and it turned out we thought it could have been two and a half acres at one point instead of ten, what if that took place and I had to dump it and I sold it at for that two and a half acres for like three thousand bucks and I lose seven grand on it? Are you paying the difference back? If I'm the private money, me, the investor, am I, am I on, the, on the hook for that? So it's something that is a real thing. Now, is it easy to submit a property to Plum and get a response? Yes, is 100% right every time. Like I said, out of uh, we do between one and two deals a week that buy and sell, and out of that, four missed. So, so you're saying you have a good success rate. Pretty good success rate. Yeah. But that shouldn't shouldn't sway the fact that everybody looks at a property as in depth as I do or that you know there may be a private money guy that says hey yeah I'll take 20% I take your your advice for it and you don't have that double check and you're newer and you know I looked at a property this week that the guy had what he had put on the pro- offer price I thought he was offering market value I'm definitely not going to fund at market value but we just our comps were that far different or the way we looked at it and analyzed the data was that far different yeah there's definitely uh big swings in how people comp properties mm-hmm. but it's nice to have a second set of eyes especially if your money guy can be that second set of eyes yeah that's so that adds to the value of why they're getting their cut yeah and i and i heard and saw some common thread like well yeah just do some time spend some time doing a deal so the guy trusts you and get cheaper money i have a private money guy that if i could call today on houses multifamily, i could use him on land too he wants a half a point down and 10 percent interest but we have done enough deals together that we both know what the other person wants and he understands that I'm good for it. Like he understands what my, my equity stake and stuff is. And, and, you know, we have that kind of relationship. Have another one that I could go and it's 10%, no money down and just take what you need and it's 10% a year. So, you know, those are, those are real deals. I have a line of credit, 6%. So if I really wanted to be cheap, I just use my line of credit. Those are good options. Yeah. I don't really have any problem with splitting 50, 50 with someone if mm-hmm. I had to on a transactional base. I think maybe if I went out and raised millions of dollars, I wouldn't want to give, 50% of that away. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you start looking at a scale like that, it's really disheartening. Yeah. But at the same time, what is the risk that that person's going to take? I get it. It's all about the risk. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're just going to put up money and walk away and not come back. But yeah. if you got someone like Plum who is looking at your properties, because basically what a lot of people do with Plum is they just get a bunch of properties and send them in and say, which ones work, <laughs> right? <laughs> that um, does happen. It has, it, it has, it has happened yeah. a lot. Typically, it's usually a person will have one or two properties in an area and they'll send them over. I have done extremely large packages and work through them, but we, we have to have a, something on paper to do that now just because yeah. of uh, old time burns and stuff like that. Yeah, quit sending them in junk, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know I've had somebody say, well, it's, you're pretty straightforward about what you'll, you'll fund. Like you don't, you know, you want maintained access, you want good topography, and you want three times value. And so, and that's the big deal breakers are usually access and value. So anyway. Yeah. I don't want that to be ranting, ranting, right? It's like it's, it's good to have Facebook and whatnot where people can put questions out there and mm-hmm. get answers. I mean, that's why we have our Facebook group. I, I think 
personally think we have one of the best closed groups. I mean, <laughs> you uh, can't sell it if they, they got to be a member. Of, they have to take the land of living blueprint to go get to, the, go, go get the course. course. Yeah. <laughs> Just to join I'm a not, Facebook I'm, group. I'm not, I'm honestly not trying to like, Oh, go buy our, yeah. you're right. We have a great group. Yeah. I've never seen someone not, I've never seen someone put a question in and not get multiple answers. Yeah. No, that's, that is true. And then like we had one today that you, you probably hadn't even seen it yet. Cause I was watching it and the guy was like, I have a guy that wants to buy my property and put it Airbnb on it. How can I limit my risk? Should I get umbrella insurance or liability insurance? And he's thinking, hey, I should sell it on a land contract because that's what you know majority of us do. Well, our group, he posted it in our group and another group at the same time. Our group, he has 10 answers on it already. The other group, nobody's answered it. One person likes it, it has liked it. So you know, the simple answer to that one is, hey, get a deed of trust. You hold the first lien position. You're going to have some foreclosure risk if they, they default. But the guy's going to put a yurt and a building and, and like be involved in it. You probably don't have that as much. Get a big enough down payment that it covers that, and you can record the deed of trust outside of going through title. Just find the templates and put that in together. You could do a mortgage, but your foreclosures are going to be a little bit different than it would do with a land contract. So, you know, then it's in a certain state. I know of a guy there, so I tag him in it who's done deed of trust there. And so now they're having a conversation. And so you've got more people involved. So it's it's definitely cool to see that how the power of Facebook is is great. And that's, we just, I think you use the term a lot, trust but verify. Trust but verify on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's a solid day. Yeah. All right. And since we're talking about Facebook, if you're not having already done it, go to Facebook, give us a like, give us a follow, then go to Instagram and YouTube and do the same thing there. Mm-hmm. And go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. Have a solid weekend. We'll see you Monday. See you Monday, guys.